Hey guys, you are tuned back into the Soul Sense Podcast. I am Kim and I'm the hostess with the mostest, of course. And we have your trusty wingman, Melvin, here. Hello. And we are back for another one and another one and another one. Hey, hey, hey. So let's get right into it, Melly. Okay. Okay. So today, tonight, because it's the nighttime, let's talk about hair. And I know this sounds real weird. Like this is the Soul Sense podcast. We talk about Christian based things. What does hair have to do with it? But it has a lot to do with it. And, you know, I know we don't have all African American listeners. Um, so we can talk about this a bit and also, you know, talk about my discovery through my natural hair journey and, uh, what really convicted me truly with right. it. Yeah. I mean, in a nutshell, just the idea of when Kimberly decided to go natural, what I, we're just going to kind of talk back and forth about it. She decided to go natural and kind of my thoughts on it and, mm. um, how we kind of came about that. I think some background for me, I didn't grow up, or, you know, I, I had a lot of girl cousins, but of course we moved and were um, kind of away from everybody from, mm-hmm. you know, that. So basically my only reference point was my mom mm-hmm. and my grandma who both have like pretty fine grades of hair. And I mean, they just the texture is right. fine. Or They've coarse. Always, yeah. You mean fine, fine versus, okay. Yeah. And, we they just always have had the same haircuts. It's mm-hmm. not a big deal. Yeah. Um, for me, hair was a big deal, uh, only because I, I've got like a curly grade of hair. Yeah. And it seemed like anytime I wanted to do a regular anything that was like anybody else was doing with their hair, I had to go through a bunch of like steps. Like if I wanted to get a flat top, I had to be like, please let me cut it, mom. Let me cut it. <laughs> uh, one time I dyed my hair blonde and it was the end of the world. Well, first off, you're going to have to tell people like for people, if you don't follow us like on social media, then you probably don't know how Melvin looks. Though he is, I'll put it this way. When I was in college, my line sisters asked me, what was his ethnicity? Because though he is of darker complexion. I'm black. He black. Yes, he is a <laughs> black man. But at first glance, because he had long hair, similar to what he has now, he just recently grew it all out. Because like literally we're sitting here both with uh, ponytails in our hair. Both of us have ponytails right now. But like he has not what you would think black hair looks like it's very fine it's well it's it's thick but it the texture is fine it's curly it, it's I mean all he got to do is put water on it and it just curl right up me on the other hand I need all the products that you can give me give me all the things okay but and he passed that down to our kids because I'm the one over here with the coarser hair but you know it's all good in the hood but you don't really look like you are, what's the word that I'm looking for? It's like, 
ambiguous. You're racially ambiguous. <laughs> I am not. Yes, you I are. I am not racially yes, ambiguous. Yes, you are racially okay. ambiguous. The only thing on you is that you're dark-skinned. That's it. Because, you like, your skin is real smooth. Like, people, I there have definitely been people that have mistaken him as Dominican, Ethiopian. I would even say that you're, what? how do you say it, Eritrean? Eritrean. Yes, like, Eritrean. you look, I don't know you yeah, like, you look That's like all that. black. I mean, yes, but you're not like American, what we think of American black, right. okay? But all that goes to say is, so that's my kind of relationship with hair and understanding of hair going into it. Um, I met Kimberly. She had a perm. Yep. Super duper Relaxed long them. hair. Um, it wasn't super duper. It's longer now. It was, it was average long. It was long for, you know, anybody I knew. You had long, you've had long hair in your Families had long. Your yeah. sister got long hair. Yeah, aunt got long hair. But uh, so the the woman who I met and married had long hair. No, straight. I I I start. My mom did not know how to do hair. And growing up as a little black girl, everybody got relaxed. And I guess it's just the. I guess it's the time that we mm. came through. You know how like with hairstyles, for people who don't know, but we'll just talk about it. Just like with anything else, you got trends. And so you had the Afro trend. Well, you you know, you had different hair trends. You got Jerry Curl. Well, I came through the trend where everybody was getting a perm, a relaxer. You get it just for me? No, my hair couldn't. My hair needed something stronger than just for me. <laughs> <laughs> I needed the lie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways so anywho like and then also growing up in a southern and I hate to say this because these are my people but it, it is true you know when you come from a smaller a smaller town you kind of get trends you kind of get trends like behind the curve so like there, I didn't even grow up seeing anybody with natural hairstyles unless they were biracial or something like that. They had like a certain grade of hair. But everybody that was like me, we all got perms. We all went to beauty shop. We all got perms. I got a perm early on. I think my mom gave me my first perm, perm at like Farrah's age. Mm -hmm. Seven, six or seven. I think it was seven actually. So a year older than our oldest. And me, my sister, my mom, we went to the beauty shop all the time and it was a lot of money but my mom really didn't know how to do hair so that was her way of keeping her our hair manageable so she could comb it and maintain it mm -hmm. and so even going to college if everybody we went to pretty much seemed to have like my the hairstyle I had straight perm especially at the beginning yeah I mean, people, weave has always been around. You had people that had, like, sew-ins and stuff like that. But for the most part, everybody everybody rocked at least that straight rap, you know, that straight look, Aaliyah mm -hmm. look, or maybe you had a roller set or something like that. I don't know what all that is. But, yeah, everybody kind of the curls, the, the big rollers yeah. and the curls, baby. Of different lengths. Length. And you wrap your hair up. You know about wrapping hair up. Yeah. You done wrap my hair up. I have. <laughs> so let me ask you, what sparked this? Because this one day you just came in and yeah. was like, I'm thinking about going natural. And the next thing I know, you're just watching a bunch of videos yeah. and doing a bunch of research. What what sparked this? Well, before we even got married, like in college, 
And when we were dating seriously and I started with thinking about us having kids, I wanted to at least not perm their hair, at least start out and not perm. I knew I didn't want to perm their hair as early as my mom did. I was going to at least have my hand at it. And then also because my sister lived in Atlanta, you know, that's like black Mecca. So you got lots of different hairstylists down there. So I knew there were people out there that could do a plethora of different types of hair, not just perming and and doing sew-ins and stuff. So I knew that if we lived in an area that would support it, that we didn't necessarily have to. So I had already committed before we even got married that like, I'm not going to perm my kids hair until they tell me that they want to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, it did not come in true effect until we actually had our first child. Um, And I was permed up until she was born January 2013. I got my last perm September 2013. And really what was the thing that kicked me over it was a two-point thing for one I never went like typically and you you don't you probably don't know this because you ain't you ain't a woman that get permed but typically when you get a perm you get it every six weeks you got to go and get what we call a retouch every Uh six weeks well because of the the my type of hair my hair would go a lot long I could go longer than six weeks and this was even when I lived in my parents house plus I didn't like going to the beauty shop and I didn't like sitting under the dryer because my hair is very thick it would take me a long time all the women out there know exactly what I'm talking about so I would try to stretch my hair out as long as possible so there would be sometimes I wouldn't even go back in there to like 12 weeks and it still would look good anywhere between like 8 to 10 I could do a good 8 to 10 and then by the time I got past 10 weeks my new growth was out of hand and I needed to get back in there or Mm -hmm. whatever and so that's what every three months. So I was only getting like four perms. And then when I went to Atlanta, I moved to Atlanta right after college. They have a lot of uh, Dominican uh, salons down there that do blowouts, natural blowouts. So when I got that done, when I lived in Atlanta, I only got two perms living in Atlanta, just two. And I would go every two weeks and get my hair washed and blown out by the Dominicans and it was like a whole and it would be a it'd be a whole they had like 30 stations in there and women know about those they didn't have them in Tennessee but they were very popular in Atlanta they got them here in Dallas it's just one of the things that they do as part of what they do Mm -hmm. and they would get your hair as straight as a perm would and it would be half the cost like I could go in for $35 where I'm paying over a hundred dollars for a perm and so after going down there and seeing how my hair got really healthy without putting the product on, when we moved, when we moved, I started, that's when I really started considering it. And then when we had Farah, I had went so long without a perm and my hair still looked good. And when I got that last perm, when she was about eight, nine months, I was like, I really don't even need this perm. And then at that point, her hair was starting to get her true texture because, you know, babies start out and they got that baby hair. Mm -hmm. And then it's and and then it turns. You Mm -hmm. start to see, okay, I'm starting to see the true texture coming out. Well, it was around that time. All that was around the time where I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to make a decision. And I didn't want to be experimenting. I knew nothing about natural hair care. I didn't want to be experimenting on her head. I knew that you 
put hair products on your hair. And if I did it, I figured that whatever worked for me and you would work for our kids. Mm -hmm. And so that's really where it started. So I remember you coming in and because there was the the time of with you just doing the research Mm -hmm. and then you came in and you had an, you had a couple of, it was like, I'm doing this. Yeah. And there was some options, you mm-hmm. know, that was the big chop. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, I know these terms now. And then, then you were, there was going to be just. Transitioning. Yeah. And what was the difference? A big chop, I know, that's self-explanatory. You just chop it all down to where there's no more. Perm. perm. Yeah. And then the other one is just letting it grow. Yeah. And you cutting the away just perm cutting slowly. It just mo- slowly. So um for me, when I I'll be honest, the big chop did, was scared the mess out of me. Mm-hmm. It just scared the mess out of me because you some women, if they're fresh off a of perm, they don't really have a lot of new growth and they just shave their head off. And they just have like a low cut. Some women wait till the hair, the new growth grows a little bit and they got like a little small fro. That's what the big chop would be. And it scared me. And I had to uh, really address that because I realized in that moment I had such an attachment to my hair. Like my hair was a big part of who I was. Mm -hmm. And I kind of put it on the shelf. And I was like, okay, well, at least I'm doing this natural thing because it was so foreign to everybody at the time that like my family, nobody was natural other than my aunt Pat, you Mm -hmm. know, and she's like one of the Afrocentric people, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it made sense for her, but everybody else is like all the rest of us get perms though, you know, and my parents like they, you know, they didn't understand it. Cause like, again, I come from a small town there wasn't you. You don't know what you don't know. You know what that that kind of makes you think about just even other people's relationship to your hair, mm-hmm. right? To um, like I said, as a kid having you know just a different type of hair, um, I do. You know, it was always a big deal if if I did something or if I you know it. it I don't know. It just was always a big deal, maybe a bigger deal to other people than it was to, for me. Um, I remember when you first made that decision, um, kind of experiencing some of that with you, like other people's opinions. But yeah. I don't want to jump too far ahead. Yeah. You. So you end up cutting, cutting your hair. No, I transitioned. So meaning that I let my hair grow but out. You naturally. did cut a bunch of it though. No, no, you got you. Let's let me tell it. Okay. I let my hair grow out for 22 months before I did a, what I call a mini chop. Uh-huh. Because so what I did was I, w- I just let my hair grow and I did what we call like protective stylings where I would do like twist outs and braid outs and you would braid my hair. M- sidebar, Melvin learned how to braid hair. <laughs> <laughs> 
in preparation for what was about to go down. But so he would do like goddess braids on me and and stuff like that because I can't I can't do flat braids. I I can't it's, I can't do it on my hair. I can't do it on my girl's hair. So when it comes to like cornrows and stuff like that, Melvin learned and taught himself how to really do that and do it well. He kind of knew how to he knew the technique, but he really got good at it by doing my hair and then eventually our oldest hair. But um for 22 months, I just would just get small like inches taken off here and there. Yeah. It wasn't nothing big or drastic. And then after I always told myself when my hair when the texture was 50-50, 50% relaxed, 50% 40 to 50 percent uh natural i was gonna cut it off because it got to a point where it was just hard to maintain uh -huh. because literally you got your curly hair at the top and it looks bushy but and then you got your straight hair at the bottom and you feel like your hair is nappy but it really isn't because those ends are like not allowing the curls to do what they want to do. They're uh -huh. kind of like dead weight. Uh -huh. So the moment that I did do the mini chop, I went to a natural hairstylist in Dallas and she cut it off and, you know, she flat twisted me back and everything like that. When I took it down the next day, it was a shock for me because though I had, I had gone <laughs> almost two years with growing my hair out uh -huh. And it was the shortest I had ever seen my hair. Yeah, it was short. Ever. And I remember like that first taking it down, it was cute because it had the curl because she had yeah. twisted it for me and it was cute. And I ended up like doing my makeup real because it, it was a Saturday. We went, then we went to church that next day. Yeah. So I made sure that I had my face looking good. had me some earrings, had a nice outfit because I had to make myself feel good. I really did. I remember... So, fat, rewind just a little bit. What? How was my reaction to to the whole idea? Okay, I think overall, like as I have been in the natural hair community, you handled it a lot better than a lot of people. You did. You handled it well. I would have to say you overall. You handled it well. I you, remember. I just was like, look, I just I'm not a big fan of. Like, you're just going to have to take care of it. Yeah. And, you know, there's a certain look that I, I'm just not for. Yeah. Um, and we had people in our lives. I, and I told you this. I was like, because I had been looking online on YouTube and stuff. And I knew that there were hairstyles that if were kept up and I learned the technique, I knew you were going to like it. But I was like, you can't go off of like people that you see walking around on the street. Right. Well, ultimately what I started to, as this whole thing went on and especially once you cut your hair, mm -hmm. I felt like you felt free. Um, after, after a little bit, like yeah, I think after you started getting, uh, you know, figuring out how you want to style it and mm -hmm. whatever else, I, if it seemed like you I don't know, like you started to accept like your natural beauty and because you know my my thing, man, I'm not a big fan of a bunch of makeup and all that kind of stuff. But uh, what, I think I became even more accepting and a fan of it as I saw your confidence level grow. And I feel like it, 
I don't know, it just turned on another aspect of your personality that I don't think I had seen before. Yeah. Um, just a, a you've always been confident, but mm-hmm. like a a different type of confidence yeah. and, and an unapologetic confidence. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you really what like switched it for me. Around this time, uh, a good friends of ours, their daughter was... Um, in high school and she was kind of studying the Bible and they had called me in because I had a relationship with her to kind of like help study with her. And something that was brought up in her study was just like most teen girls, most teens, just insecurity and not liking things about yourself. This is a gorgeous girl, like gorgeous. And she had some bad insecurities. And so, of course, you know, I shared with her some scriptures and as I'm reading these scriptures to her, I get I get convicted, honestly. And I, I I got them here. And these are scriptures that we know well. Um, Psalm 139, 14 through 16. And I'm going to read the NLT version. So it's going to be slightly different. But this is the scripture that talks about your fearfully and wonderfully made. This is the NLT version. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. And then also I had shared um, Luke chapter 12, 7. And the very hairs on your head are numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. So I'm sharing these scriptures with this teenage girl, trying to get her to embrace how God made her. And as I'm saying this, literally the thought pops in my head, well, you don't accept the hair that sprouts from your head, Kim. Yeah. And so... When I and I had to start and that's where it really clicked. And that's when it started, because I felt like, hey, I needed to be practicing what I preach. I'm up here trying to get this girl to love herself and accept herself. And I'm sitting up here, a grown woman attached to something in my mind as simple as hair. Right. And so I started to like really be like, okay, if you're going to do this, you about to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's where it started. So after the hair was cut and I still had the style from the salon, it was good. But then it came time for wash day <laughs> and that style was going to be washed out. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do now? And I tried to recreate it and I ain't going to even lie. I woke up looking like Don King. Like I was like, I look so ugly. <laughs> I was like, I'm so ugly. And I, I was so excited with that little twist out. And I I got up the next morning and I started taking my hair down. And I was like, <laughs> I feel ugly. And I was like, this ain't it and that ain't that. And so I think what I ended up, I think it was on a Sunday. It was on a Sunday because you had already gone to church. <laughs> So I wasn't even there. I was like, <laughs> I, I can't.
can't go to church ugly like this. And then I was like, maybe I shouldn't go to church until I figure something out. And I ended up like, I don't know. I think I did like a ponytail or I did some. I went on YouTube right quick and I looked up like what to do when you kind of in that in-between phase because yeah. my hair wasn't short enough to just kind of like get wet and just let it go. But it wasn't long enough to really let the style like if I, you had to be skilled to know how to do it. So uh-huh. after that, I really made it my business during the week to like really perfect a style. And so what I ended up coming up with is the style that I call my signature style now. And that's the wash and go because Mm. it was perfect for that hair length. Mm. And so that's where it started. And so when I started and I would practice and it got better and it got better and I got confident. And so I started to do other stuff. And then before you know it, the hair was sprouting out and I was confident with just Picking my fro out. Like, I remember us going to a cookout, a 4th of July cookout, and I had just picked my fro out and just let the wind go through it. So, I remember... I was ugly, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that. But uh, I remember um, there were two things that point out in my mind early on. <laughs> early I'm just on. laughing. I look like... T- <laughs> I look like... I was ugly, y'all. <laughs> Two things jump out to my uh, like they, they they really stand out to me early on. It was a situation where, like, you were number one. You were very defensive about yeah. anybody's. Like, you were. That's you how were, I am anyway, though. Yeah, but exactly. But you was ready to go. <laughs> yes, like, TTG. I, anybody got something to say about my hair? You, you know, trying to go and. <laughs> I know, like, when you went home for the first time, mm-hmm. you know, everybody, your beautiful hair, why did you? And I remember you having some issues there. Yeah. And then I remember at <laughs> church, uh, somebody tapped, like, said, hey, can, are you going to do something with your hair? Uh, that was when I was transitioning. So I was, you oh, know. you hadn't cut it yet. I hadn't cut it yet at that point. Oh, yeah. I remember that, man. And I was. Like, I was still trying to figure out style. Yeah. It hurt my feelings. Like, uh, so, oh, gosh, yeah. I remember that. Um, now, one thing I will say is the benefit I thought about this was, you know, hey, we're going to save some money. <laughs> so you fellas out there that. that have a significant other that may be going into this. Don't believe the hype. I'm thinking, hey, we're gonna save some money. No more perms. And and I had to. And I am. I'm cheap, man. And I I'm not oh, cheap when it comes. Are to, you cheap? Oh. Especially back then. Okay, back then. But let's not. When it comes to hair products, we'll talk about that soon. Well, no, but we'll, yeah, we'll talk we'll, about listen. that. So anyway, I'm I'm cheap and. I had to mentally prepare myself because she was coming in <laughs> with like bags. bags and bags. And this stuff is not cheap. Now, I didn't really know at the time how expensive it was. I just knew, hey, it's a lot of stuff in this bag. And you already got a lot of stuff in there. Well, that stuff doesn't work for me. And I'm like, man. But, you know, I just had to. Pull back and just, uh, and this was one of those th- times I felt like we grew kind of in our relationship because I had to understand this was your thing and I had to be supportive of it 
And um, yeah, just be supportive of it. Yeah. Even if I hadn't, I did not understand it at all, but I, I did understand how it was making you feel and the confidence that I felt like it was instilling in our, our daughter, mm. even, you know, years after the initial uh, cut, mm-hmm. um, as time went by, I think that that decision really um, allowed you to come to our daughter in a certain place to talk about her natural beauty mm-hmm. while you were at the same time embracing your natural beauty. So it definitely, um, that was a, a, an adjustment for me. Yeah. And, and that was a driving factor as well. Like the first, <clears throat> when it comes to kids and if we had a son, his first hero would be you, you know what I'm saying? And because I am a woman and I have daughters, like when it came to stuff like that, I knew the first person they were going to look at was me. Mm -hmm. And if I knew that I wasn't going to be perming their hair and they looked at me, because for a little girl, the first person you think is pretty is your mom. And I mean, I guess that's for any kid. You think your mom is pretty. Little boys want to marry their mom and little girls want to be their mom. Mm. And so I'm like, when she starts to think about what is beautiful, she's going to look to me. And if I'm up here with this long, silky hair, but I won't let her get long, silky hair, then that's going to cause a conflict. And so that is that was like where it started. But then. When I actually started to embrace the fact that like, this is so much because I remember even telling you like, well, I'm not going to do like the actual natural hairstyles. Like I'm probably just going to grow the perm out and then I'm just going to probably just get my hair straightened. Mm -hmm. And that's probably it. But as I went on and I started seeing how healthy my hair was becoming and how how fast it was growing, I'm like, I don't want to put heat on it because then it's going to like burn it, you mm-hmm. know, it's going to singe it, you know, and I'm going to have heat damage and all this stuff, you know. And so so when it came to the products, you know, I had to find my way with that as well. And I tried to alleviate it because at the time they don't do this anymore. But Walgreens and CVS used to do that buy one, get one. They don't do that anymore. And well, Shea products and so, Shea Moisture products. And so I could go in there and I could test out stuff by, like buying one and getting one free. And so, and I stayed clear of like your Miss Jessie's and curls and stuff like that because they were more expensive. Than, but the most expensive I went was Shea Moisture. And then I think I might have did As I Am, but that didn't work for me or anything like that. But, um, it was a process, but now I know what I like and I like what I like. And you're actually the one with the uh, the bougie uh, taste. No, see, now this is messed up because you'll come in and, and for a while there, I was using the uh, just whatever was in there. That's you know what, what you're supposed to use. You supposed to use whatever under Why there. Why can't be luxurious? No, because you a man. Okay, I got a no. Base. You want to know why? Why? Because all you have to do is put water on your hair and it curls up. I can't do those <laughs> things. Okay, I need my product. <laughs> so this is how I found out how expensive this stuff was. Now this is years later, right? Made me mad. And, and I started growing my hair out by accident, actually. He grow his hair out like twice a year. Uh, like. This time it just kind of went outrageous. But um, anyway, I'm putting this stuff in my hair. And what was it called? Y'all, I walk in this. I walk into our bathroom and I smell 
I feel like <laughs> lemon. Is that my is that my meringue? Is that my Miss Jess's meringue? <laughs> Who, what, what this bottle with? Who be using this? And you like, oh, that stuff make my hair feel good. You one does not touch the meringue. Okay? One does not touch the Miss Jessie's. That bottle was $22. And I did not know that that bottle, I ain't never bought a 22 bottle of nothing that that uh, was not alcoholic in my entire life. And you had, but But I had was, a fit too, y'all, because he used so much <laughs> of that product. He used so much. And he was like, oh, yeah, this stuff does good on my head. Y'all, guy himself came down right then and there because I was like, bro, you're going to have to square up with me because, like, <laughs> like y'all going to need to get a piece of you. Because this right here, because this is that product, y'all, that I put in the back. And it is my product for anyone who's natural out there. You know, you got a product that's good for your washing clothes. You got a product that's good for your, uh, your, your twist outs. This is a perfect perfect product for my twist out and I don't do twist outs all the time I have seasonal hairstyles I put it in the back so that meant that you had to get down and reach all the way to the back he what the what your grandma would say he reached all the way to the back to not you. only get my meringue my curling meringue you also <laughs> got the leave in condition but look because what time <sighs> I think I just, you left it out or something, and I used it. I ain't it. leave it out. No, because that's how I used it the first time. And I said, oh, oh, man, look at these curls. Boy. And then I just started using it. And it I, but I didn't know. I just thought it was hair stuff. And okay. you came back there, and I was Why like. it smell like lemon wine <laughs> back here? I don't even think I was in the bathroom. I think you came and got me while I was somewhere else. I was like, hold up. And then I just like, nah, look. I'm I'm using this too. And so now she still be trying to hide the good stuff from me. No, this is what I do because you know what? I'm a good wife. I'm a good wife. I used to be selfish, but God delivered me. <laughs> and so what I did that next day, I went out to Target. No, nah, I wasn't no next no, no, day. Yes, I did. It took a little minute. No. No, 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 no. You came back with something that was subpar. You came back with something. I ain't going to say the name of the thing. I see. No, 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 no. We ain't going to do that. I ain't going to say the name of it. It wasn't subpar. It would have worked fine for your well, hair. Well, I want what you got. I your hair ain't don't, like mine. Don't be coming in here with that. Is, <laughs> no, no, your hair no ain't less. like mine. No, you, I want to get the same thing you get. Don't get coming in here with water. that. You just need water. That's what you no. need. Well, I want, I want what you got. Well, he could have got the 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 cheaper something. And uh, when I brought it into him, I went <laughs> out and I bought him his own products. Okay, if you want your curls to be luxurious. I'm going to get you something that's going to make it luxurious. This fool scoffed at me. Tom <laughs> asked, why I can't get the good stuff? I'm like, because I mean, you don't need the good stuff. Why I can't get no Miss Jessie's? Well, I then went out and went to Target. I bought him his own curly meringue and leave-in condition and my own set. You know and what? I told you, this is yours, this is nah, mine. No, before that. It was, 
I don't know how everybody started finding out about this. Because I blasted uh, it Denidra, on Instagram. Denidra came and she, there was some stuff that she couldn't use and she gave me like three bottles of something or another. What was that? Some curls stuff? It was it was Miss Jessie's, but it was like quick curls. Mm. And you liked it. I did. He he prefers Miss Jessie's. Yeah, I do. I he prefers Miss Jessie's. So when I go out and I have to get I have to buy hair products, y'all, for a whole family of people now a whole family and now mind you my husband and my daughters if you just squirt their hair up their curls just pop they just pop <laughs> me on the other hand my hair be like oh that was a good little drink what, what else you got for us so so anyways so anyways so even now he bougie with his hair products talking about you cheap you bougie. That's what you are. I don't buy them. <laughs> you bougie. That's all I got to say. But anyways, but you done got me all up, hot and bothered up in here. I don't even know what I was about to say. <laughs> uh, the, long story short, this has been a, a, a journey with uh, your hair. And I do, um, I at, at the end of the day, I am very glad that, you made the decision, and I respected it, and I felt like, because uh, it was a, a crapshoot. You didn't know what your hair was going to look yeah, like. Yeah, I didn't know what my true texture was going to be. Uh, and, you know, it was, I thought it was brave, and I thought that it was, um, and that was, you know, that was the conviction part of it for me, uh, is I really had to think, like, why am I, you know, why am I, why am I attached to, to this idea of her hair and why do I, why would I not support anything that's going to make her embrace what God gave her? And, uh, you know, I think that that is a legacy that we have in our community and it's very difficult sometimes. And this is what the, the thing that I'm really glad about with our daughters is because everywhere we go, especially if now, if we keep staying in little, in, in our little town, mm -hmm. you know, um, <clears throat> it's, you know, we majority see faces that look like ours, mm -hmm. but as you get out into the world, all we are reminded of, and it's getting better now, but especially in our, us coming up, our natural, the natural state of our hair has always been looked at as very negative. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like we, it's ingrained in us to, to be yeah. Europeanized, yeah. you know what I mean? Straight hair is yeah. good. Our hair is not is good. good. It's nappy and nappy all hair. those right. words that can come out. Right. Good hair, those mm -hmm. type of things. And then even, it, but and it hasn't gone away, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Even yeah. when we go today, when we go to, you know, there, we go to a diverse church and, you know, I know I get, comments about my hair because when I go to, when I'm at work I'll pull it back in a ponytail sometimes but uh you know I've gotten comments like when I finally pulled it back into a ponytail oh that's so much better instead of it being you know just mm -hmm. free um and I don't think people understand that or they get the impact that that can mm -hmm. have on people yeah but um because it's not just from people from other communities. It's people in our community oh, as well. It comes they, from everybody. Yeah. I mean, even in, in like a an all-black church, you know, I think that if somebody come in 
with their haircut. If a girl come in and she go natural, everybody going to be like, is she on drugs? Is she going crazy? Is she, uh, this is what old people say. Yeah. Like, I won't say old, but this is what folks will say. Like A certain generation. Yeah. Why would she cut her hair? And I, this is something that I really love about this time that we're in. It just seems like people are really embracing their their Afrocentricity, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and not just like Afrocentricity, but they're black, being a black American mm-hmm. and really embracing our heritage and where we are, you know, what we have here and, and who we are as black Americans. Um, I That's kind of why I let my hair grow out even at work. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I don't have to, you know, I can, I can show people that my level of intelligence is not like you see somebody that looks like me out in the street. You're you're not going to be able to automatically ascribe a certain like level of intelligence or a certain level of ignorance or whatever it is mm-hmm. because you know me and I try to embrace my blackness at at work. Mm-hmm. I do more to cover up my country accent than I do, uh, you know. My like, is it a, such thing as a black accent? I don't know. I don't know. You know, but I, I'm I'm glad that this this is just kind of like a marker of of kind of the trend of things now, and I hope that it's it's here to stay. Yeah, and that's really where it in it it ended up for me and where I'm at now because it started where it started. It developed into biblical conviction Mm -hmm. because at first because i really feel like had i not have gained a biblical because really what it is is Mm self-acceptance it's accepting who you are and loving who you are because god made you that way Mm -hmm. like nothing about us is by mistake how your nose is how your body frame is what your hair texture is nothing about you is by by mistake or coincidence, like someone who God paid so much attention to you. He it said that he knew you when you were in utter seclusion, when you were not even thought about. He already knew how you were going to look. He already had the plans up for you. And so you have to honor God by honoring yourself. Right. And I felt like <clears throat> and at first, yeah, it was defensive. Like, how dare you say something about me? Mm-hmm. You don't have no... That, that's really how I felt. Like, I, I, once I got done with my feelings being hurt, because really what that was, was insecurity. I mm-hmm. was still working through my insecurity. But then what ended up happening was it turned into anger. <laughs> I ain't gonna be like, it just turned into anger. Like, you don't have no opinion about what's on my body. You know what I'm saying? Like, where about your own head? And that's really how yeah. I was feeling. Like, and I even had a family member who was like, you know, Melvin had mentioned like, you know, your beautiful hair and did it on, you know, did it kind of in a public forum. And I was like, you know what? My hair, I what what's wrong with what my hair, my natural hair is? This is how God made me. This is exactly what sprouts from my head. Mm-hmm. That straight permed hair, that was not natural. Mm-hmm. That was not who I was. And I've I've expressed this to you before, but it started as hair, but then it ended up like 
spreading out into other areas of my life, Mm -hmm. the way that I dress, the way that I present myself to people. Like it really made me start to think like, if you're like this with hair, what else do you try to quiet down and, and muffle to be like everybody else? Right. And so, you know, it's nothing for me now to be in lime green. Like right now I'm in a Tupac (laughs) t-shirt and I have worn this to church functions, you know, and, but I like it. You know what I'm saying? Like my thing is I can wear a a skirt and some tennis shoes and some sneakers. Like I'm a low key sneakerhead now. And it's like, if I like it, like there's already this fundamental thing that I'm, I'm righteous I'm going to live my life righteous. I love God. So I'm going to be striving for morality. That's Mm -hmm. understood. So anything outside of that, it to me is a dispute. You, if you don't like that, I wear polka dots every day. That's your problem. It's not mine. Yeah. I think on top of that, I think that there is a, so for me, I, I don't think that this is something that says, you know, if you, if you don't have, if you got a perm, then you don't love what God gave you. I think quite the opposite. I think that you said it best. Like it started out a thing with your hair. Yeah, it started really, with hair. All that was was the one of the symptoms mm-hmm. of the real problem, which was you learning to love yourself and mm-hmm. love what God had the, the what God had created. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Uh, you know, there's a scripture that talks about like don't adorn yourself with uh, j- jewelry mm-hmm. and you know expensive clothes. Expensive clothes. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that it is, uh, you know, when I think of it, 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 I don't think that's saying don't wear expensive clothes, don't wear jewelry. But I think it's this is not what adorns you. I you were born. I knit you in your mother's womb with all that adorns you, mm-hmm. like the beauty that I created is what adorns you. Mm-hmm. Um, that is what signifies your your worth to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everything that I gave you is a little testament to how much you're worth to me mm-hmm. and how much you should feel worth to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you don't start from that, that's got to be your goal, mm-hmm. right? And I think as we look at, little things uh, that are kind of signifiers of of that being an issue, whether it be I can't leave a house without makeup or I need to have a perm or I need to, uh, what adorns me now is my natural, me expressing my mm-hmm. culture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All these different things that we can use to adorn ourselves with and they can all be uh, examples of how we are, you know, are insecure in what God has made. And we are out of touch with how beautifully and wonderfully made mm-hmm. we are. And if we don't get that part together, it doesn't matter if you chop your hair off, grow your hair long, uh, you know, wear a bunch of makeup, wear no makeup, all of these, diff- you know, listen to certain music or don't listen to certain music, all of those things, if you don't have that core understanding together that like exactly how you are made your likes your dislikes all these things you were created with for a purpose and you just got to find that purpose how to use all these things for the purpose that God gave you and until you get to that 
mindset, like you said, you're starting from a place of righteousness and morality is always your goal. Mm-hmm. So you are concentrating on what God has in store for you mm-hmm. and has created you for. The other stuff is just fluff. fluff. It's just fluff. So tomorrow you may decide, I think I want to go get a perm again. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you are don't love myself any right. less. It's just flood. You understand that this mm. is just hair, and mm-hmm. just like I cut it all off, I can grow it, grow all, it all back, back and I can perm it. Yeah. I could dye it purple. Mm-hmm. Can do whatever I want to do. These are just like you said, fluff. And <clears throat> something that um, something that uh, like a lot of people will ask, and you know, and I, I'm glad that you pointed out that is it's it's really more than hair. That was my starting point, but I understand that's not it's not for everybody. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I don't want it to come off. Like I have my when I say these things, these are for me. My biggest takeaway for everybody is that embrace fully who you are. Period. Right. That's it. And like, you know, like, for instance, people will say, like, what's your kind? What's your style? What kind of style are you? And I'm like, I I don't really have a style. I don't really have a style at all. Like, I'm not preppy. I'm not boho chic. I'm not. It's literally whatever I get up in the morning and I feel moves me. And that may sound kind of hippie-ish now I say it. But whatever moves me, that's what. I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to buy. You know, I I, I just want to be unique. I want to be original. And if that means that I get something from, I get a pair of shoes from Walmart, I get a pair of shoes from Walmart. If that means that I get a pair of expensive shoes, that means I get a pair of expensive shoes. Probably most likely not, but I'm just saying, you know, um, don't be looking at me like that. I mean, I do love me a shoe or two. And I do love me. I, do, oh I love me a God. shoe or two. I do love me a shoe or two. That that's not a good example, okay? That, <laughs> but I don't be getting outrageous, though. I don't get too outrageous. But I do like what I like, and that's it. I don't. I, and when you you made a comment that being unapologetically you, and mm-hmm. I feel like I had to get there. And if anything, I hate that it took me. In my 20s to get there. I wish I could have been able to embrace it in college. Yeah. You know, but like I am. I'm so, I'm unapologetically me. I do not apologize for my country accent. I don't apologize. I don't apologize for anything that's me. I can't, I can only be me. I tell you all the time, I can only be me. And that's it. That's it. Well, anyways, guys, y'all, because I can go on and on about this all day long, but I did used to. Go upside some people's head with my words, just with my words, though, because I'm feisty like that. But anyways, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I know it's kind of different. You don't really hear this kind of you don't hear this in a form of like Christianity and with a biblical self-acceptance. So um, I, I hope you guys were able to take some little jewels or nuggets, whatever. And we thank you guys for listening to us. You've been listening to the Soul Sense Podcast. This is your hostess with the mostest, Kim, and your trusty wingman, Melvin. Yep, yep. And we will catch you next time. Thank you. Peace.